welcome to another episode of Dealer's Choice. Uh, as always, I am joined by uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Alex Norrish. Hello. Hello, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's a bit different this time. Yeah. Bit of a dynamic so, shift. Um, it worked out well, but unfortunately, our um, compatriot, Zachary, is sick this week. Mm. Um, but uh, those keeping track will know that this is actually, we're on track for a guest episode. So we thought Indeed. we'd bring in um, a... a, a much better replacement, uh, so we won't even miss him at all. So Not uh, at all. Uh, get well, Zach, but don't rush better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a shame. I think you would have actually really enjoyed this movie. I think you um, would have too, yes. So we are joined this week by our wonderful guest, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, filling the small boots of Zach. It's great. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we should have bought new shoes because they don't really fit on you. They're too no, small. no. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he will be. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts yeah. and prayers. Yeah, yeah. mostly prayers. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of thoughts. No, uh, no. no. Love you, Zach. So, mm. as is tradition, the uh, the guest gets to subject us to a to a movie of their choice. Subject's a very strong word, but in this case, I think it fits. Um, very fitting. <laughs> yeah. Very fitting. Um, what movie did you make us watch today, John? I watched. Uh, we watched the 1969 amazing film Putney Swoop. Directed mm. by Robert Downey Sr. I said that correctly this time. <laughs> you did, you yep. did. You who, can't who, go uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sr. Um, no. As we yeah, were talking um, about before. Obvious relation to Robert Downey Jr., I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be a weird coincidence <laughs> if it was it. <laughs> common name. Very common name. <laughs> Very common. All the Robert Downeys yeah, everywhere. Especially in the film industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as is... Uh, so. Someone's going to describe it, and you know mm. what? I I, th- I would love for Alex to tell us what <laughs> yeah. this he, yeah. he thinks this movie's about. Well, it's about the perils of donkey voting. I really think, uh, <laughs> really, when you boil it down. Uh, so let's just let's just break it down. Uh, advertising company, uh, predominantly white board. Their single sole African American board member. Um, the chairman comes in, rips them all a new one, and croaks it. Uh, mid-board meeting and they have to decide who's going to be the new chairman of the board and uh, they all vote in the African-American because they didn't think uh, anyone else would vote for him and they all did that and so now he's the new chairman of the board and uh, takes the company in his own direction. And that's when things get a little uh, weird, doesn't it? Uh, if it's not weird enough that they're debating the successor of the chairman whilst his uh, corpse is not cold... On the bench, it was right yeah. There. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was a hard turn into weird. It was slow. It was a slow journey. Like, it was already yeah. weird. It was already. And weird. We were heading there. The opening scene with the consultant that came in in the helicopter <laughs> just to come in I to say that, about that. That yeah, was wild. To say one line and then bugger off, and we never see him again. Um, That's quite common in this film. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that. Although there's quite a few callbacks. Yeah, like you know. Anyway, uh, and so I think I think what it's trying to do is it's trying to satirize advertising and uh, race and corporate corruption and all these things. It's trying to comment on all these things, but it is completely and utterly absurd. (laughs) Um, Their direction seems to go, let's throw nudity, let's throw obscenities, let's throw... Well, he doesn't go full violence, does he, in any of the ads that we see? Not particularly. Not no. particularly. No, but nothing comes you know, to mind. Yeah, but um, to try and sell the products, and I guess that in of itself. So it's like when I was watching it, I was thinking it's a little bit like Starship Troopers, in the sense that I don't know at the time, I don't know anything about it, but whether or not it was well received at the time, because I know Starship Troopers was not, and that was poking fun at all sorts of different things, and then later on it becomes appreciated. I don't know if this had the same journey, but I feel it could have. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy some of it, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into exact like positives and negatives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when we get the guest on, one of the first things we like to ask is, why did you make us watch this movie, Jonathan? Why was this your pick? Of all the movies in the world, in the Criterion mm. Collection specifically, because mm. uh, that's where this one can be found. Exactly. Uh, oh, no, actually, it's the Criterion Channel. Channel, Channel. yeah, don't make a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Made by the Criterion <laughs> yeah. Collection. Yeah. And at time of recording, you can find a low-res version on YouTube. So <laughs> get in there, getting out. quick before it gets <laughs> taken down. Because uh, they'll listen to this podcast and they go take it down. Yeah. Uh, the people at YouTube. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why I chose it. Uh, <laughs> it's a film that I've seen once fully before. And Was there a story behind why you watched it the first yeah, time? Yeah, the first or? time I came across the film because I was listening to an Avalanche song. 
And mm. there's a line in an Avalanche song that talks about Jim Karanga from Watts, California, eating another bowl of ethereal cereal. And for some reason, that's stuck in my head for a long time. And I researched it and it came from this film, found the film on YouTube and watched the whole film. <laughs> and that film has now become stuck in my head. It is, <laughs> as I said, I've watched it once fully before and I go back to it and watch clips nonstop. That's it a great is. journey though. I love yeah. you were just like one line from a song. And like it wasn't anyone being like, like situation we're in where it's like you need to check this out you were just like oh that lyric's interesting and then you're like oh there's story behind yeah. this <laughs> and it led you to this movie mm. it's actually a wonderful uh, cause of events isn't it you know that little domino <laughs> if Zap hadn't have heard this song he wouldn't have investigated he wouldn't have seen the film he wouldn't have brought the film to us and we no. bring it to the audience yeah, exactly it's this yeah. very long causation long chain yeah. I like it I like it a lot but yeah, so second time full through then. Second time full through, but I have seen the movie, like especially the ad components of the film. I've seen mm, them yeah. many, mm. many times. Well, we'll uh, get into that for mm. sure. Oh, indeed. Um, yes. But we won't get too spoilery. But uh, first up, we'll just do a bit of a, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, Zab, we will do some positives and negatives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll all go around and we'll do a positives first because we like mm-hmm. to be nice. And then the, <laughs> the negatives can be harsh because if this is a near and dear movie to you, um, some people, especially Alex, might might crush you <laughs> I a little bit. I remember when uh, Jake was on and he still hasn't forgiven me for <laughs> Top Gun, how I ripped that a new one. Um, I'm sure you can make it up to him when we eventually get back on the show. <laughs> or you might love Top Gun Maverick. Who it knows? might be better. Who knows? Um, um, would you like to go first with a positive or mm. I'm happy to go? Oh, no, go. You, why don't you go, Morgan? Um, so something I really liked about this movie and... Um, so we, we kind of touched on it. It's at an ad agency. Mm-hmm. I really liked that they differentiated. So the movie starts off as black and white mm-hmm. and it's very, it's okay. This is black and white, um, but made during a time when color was available. And I thought that was an interesting choice at the start, but then um, they, they made a clear differentiation. There were scenes in this movie that are color, but they're pretty much a hundred percent always from my memory ads. They're the ads yeah. within the world of the movie. They are, yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. It was a really clear way of, especially this movie can jump around a bit, mm. but it's a very clear way of like signifying this is an ad in this world. And I thought that was very creative and clever and I liked it a lot. Mm, mm. That's my big positive. I don't know if Alex big positive. has any <laughs> feels about it. Uh, I, I liked how absurd it was. And I'm just, I, I like the ads, most of them. Uh, the Pimple Cream song will stay in my head for quite some time. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, and some of them were just so completely this film goes a bit batshit. Let's mm. uh, let's be honest. It does go. It's not as far as Survive Style Five Plus, but it's inching close uh, there. But um, like that car ad where the lady hops in the car <laughs> and the whole le- <laughs> the whole left hand side of the car just just topples over itself. Presumably, uh, yeah, I don't know if you could make this movie today. You no, don't, no, I don't you think definitely so. couldn't. Definitely could not. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the conversation that they had around the board table about one of the board members' uh, children. I was like, you definitely couldn't have that conversation no. today. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a product of its time, and there were a few moments where you're prompted to laugh at how absurd it is, and you start to question to yourself, should I actually be laughing at this? Is this okay that I'm (laughs) laughing at this? There was a bit of that dynamic there, at least there was for me. But I do like how absurd it got. Like, for some reason, he's dressing up like Fidel Castro, (laughs) running the ad agency. Um, Yeah, there were so many moments there, which were just so out of nowhere, and it did jump around, but I I liked it. Yeah, I like, and it's not even like it could get. some of the absurdity is so simple in that it's just repeated lines mm-hmm. more than that. Like just constantly, it's like okay, they've repeated it, and it's funny that it drops, and then they keep writing it until it's funny again. That whole mm-hmm. absurdist thing, and yes. it's just a simple, just hold on a scene and keep saying the same thing over and over. I think there's like three or four times they do it with different mm. lines, and it's a very easy way to just make the movie a little <laughs> bit unhinged. <Yeah. laughs> Unhinged, yeah, that's a, that's a good word for this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like even like little things like ethereal cereal, your reason for watching this film, it's not just one off, it, it sort of cycles back through uh, throughout the film. So, yes, they do absurd things and drop it and you don't come back to it, but there's other things that they go, obviously, this is gold, let's just keep riding this wave until you know, until the end. So, I did like how it sort of ducked and weaved back mm. to certain things, yeah, so, yeah. And I think, yeah, it was pretty consistent. It was absurd, but it had an internal consistency as well. It did, yeah. it did. Which and I is... remember looking over at you, uh, Zab, and going, how is this going to end? Like, I just <laughs> d- didn't know where on that earth was the, this was going. And I, I honestly, like, I've seen the end. I still don't know where it ended. <laughs> no, it just <laughs> ended. Yeah. It Which is just... like, I feel like sometimes that's the only way you can do it is just end it. 
just end it now. Not everything has to be up. resolved; it just has to be ended. Mm. Um, so now it's your turn, Zab, because this is your movie, and it's often hard to pick one positive. But if mm. you had to pick like something that stands out to you about this movie, what would it be? I think you know you've mentioned it quite a few times. It's absurd. It's a I think it's a real surrealist type of a film. But mm-hmm. most surrealist cinema or any form of, of surrealist art takes itself incredibly seriously, even though it's mm. trying to be surreal mm. and absurd. It's very serious. This, on the other hand is not serious. It's a commentary on everything and nothing. And I just like how <laughs> you just get random vignettes and things that just happen. And as you said, there's a there's a string of consistency in there, mm. but there's a randomness to it. And I think it's almost like a little bit of a tool to deal with the absurdity of life, mm. especially, you know, we've got a uh, rolling pandemic and we've got <laughs> runaway greenhouse effect, uh, crazy politics, and you know you can just have fun with the absurdity of life and mm, just yeah, mm. yeah, see what happens as long as there's a string of roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. It certainly captures that feeling, doesn't it? It it doesn't take itself too seriously. You can tell that they've got their sort of you know tongue in cheek sort of thing. They know exactly what they're doing. Mm. This is not just some random oh just let's throw that up there they know exactly what they're doing and they're doing it for a reason or at least i think it's for a reason uh but yeah i agree wholeheartedly with that yeah i guess one thing that i do wonder about this film is how they secured funding and (laughs) how do you write then envisage the film to direct it that's a real question that i've yeah yet to come across i've also been like i feel like this is like i don't know a lot about like black exploitation but it, there's uh, like films, but I feel like it's got some vibes there. Oh, definitely, it's and but I and a lot of the cast is African American and stuff. And then I'm just like, Robert Downey Senior is incredibly old white man, <laughs> and I just I would have although uh, he wasn't as old white man <laughs> no, at the time. <laughs> but, but I was just like I would have been interested to see how he approached making this movie because mm. I. I feels like from my person he probably gave them a lot of license to be like i don't understand what what should be going on um i'm gonna give you a bit of free reign i don't know either that or it's like is if if i were had an african-american heritage is some of the stuff in this movie really like it's actually incorrect and i'd it'd be a bit of an offense because Mm. it's actually african-american characters but they're being pushed through the eyes of like a a white man (laughs) it was also very interesting how they treated um one of the few white characters in the film about the guy who was forced to use the freight elevator all the time. Now, that was a running gag throughout. Um, And then there was the maid in the house who was white. So I guess you flip the stereotypes then, don't you? Because in this film, the African-Americans hold all the power. And a lot of the white characters are subservient. Oh, I think almost all the a lot of the interactions are like flip the script because there's the yeah, other they, one they with the guy yeah. where he asks for the raise, and then mm. you hear this excuse, and it's like it's like just a completely flipped the script on that whole. It's, it's like a normal exchange, I'm sure that it happens all the time, but mm. because it's suddenly different because it's a white guy asking for the raise, and everyone else around him is getting earning more than him, mm. and I'm sure that makes him incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I do definitely think the film is. Uh, very much a satire of the whole genre of black exploration. I don't, mm. I, I don't know. That's the feeling I get when I watch it. It just seeing the lines make absolutely no sense, and just it's a whole satirizing mm. of I think Hollywood as well. Oh yeah, I think so too. And I actually quite enjoyed how we unpack that, and you unpack uh, workplaces and Hollywood at that time and corruption. And it does try and unpack these things in a way that tries to make you laugh at the same time. So it's not like, oh, yes, we're, we're seriously think... unpacking these issues. Um, no, they try and put some humour in there as well. Yeah, and I think they could have been more direct and set this at a studio, but it was really clever to just use an advertising agency, but it still has all these parallels that work. Mm. It's mm. just, and then um, just, yeah, I think it would have been a bit on the nose to maybe have been at a film studio. Perhaps. But they used this ad agency and it's a perfect stand-in and it kind of works in the same way. It's just mm. a perfect parallel. Also, I don't know, maybe they had something against ad agencies. I think I read I a quick know. thing about um, Robert Downey Sr. maybe having a failed career in advertising, so maybe he was... Oh, this was uh, his revenge. Yeah, film. getting yeah. some gut punches <laughs> in, but I don't know. I can't co- I can't corroborate that at all. It's an urban legend. Urban <laughs> legend. Uh, fake news, fake news. But um, um, as for like big negatives for this movie, mm. I, I struggle to... Because I feel like... It, it everything is in there for a reason and like mm. it it is like if you were to like talk everything they wanted to achieve they achieved it's in there for a reason um even if like 
it's the audience doesn't like it. It's like the people who made it, the creatives is like, but we wanted it. So mm. I think it is complete like transition of like uh, creativity, the idea to to pay from paper to production. And if there are problems with it, it's it's intended at the very least. And the creative minds didn't have an issue with it. But I, I don't know. It's hard because I feel like any issues that I have with it is just because of where I'm at in time. Yes. I and it's so like, too. I'm like, can I laugh at this or is this okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm that's I'm watching it from a different time and that's my own thing I'm putting on the movie, whereas I feel that's like right, yeah. that's not the movie's fault. Mm. Well, the film would be nearly, what, 60 years old. Am I doing that math right? No, 50 years old. Let's get the math right. Uh, quick math. Uh, <laughs> nearly 50 years old. So, of course, uh, ideas and ideologies and perspectives have shifted as society has shifted in the last 50 years. But, yes, there were quite a few moments when you were watching that film and you're watching it through today's lens, and it's like, oof, oof, no, that's a, that's a bit much. That's getting me a little bit. Um, one thing that leaps to mind is the uh, the wife character, and how she's uh, sleeping with a colleague, and she gets fired, and he gets a second chance, and then as she's fired, the boss is like, oh hey, you want to you want to go grab dinner? And she's like, no, just come to my apartment. And she's the creative mind behind a lot of these things. Um, that that whole interaction, I was just like, oh, no, that just feels very, very wrong. But you're right. It, it's it, You're looking at it from a 2021 lens. You're not looking at it from a 1969 lens. Yeah, and so I don't think this film would be made today at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar. I haven't seen the movie. Mm. But I've seen like just I had a quick look online. That's mm. so all of this is unsubstantiated. But it seems like a lot of people seem to like a modern version of this is sorry to bother you. I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar mm. with the idea of sorry to bother you. So apparently, like that's more of like a how you'd probably make this sort of t- movie in a more modern perspective. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just something I read quickly online. Oh, there you go. Well, I'll have to check that <laughs> yeah. out. I don't know. Zab has done the, all the research. He can probably let me know if any of this has come up. Or not. Uh, I haven't come across that, but uh, <laughs> it sounds right. That is fake news. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. um, any well, big negatives on your end, Alex? Well, no, I think, I think we've covered it. I think everything is there for a reason, and any uncomfortableness that I felt is either me looking back at the film from a 2021 lens or it's designed to make me uncomfortable yeah and it's playing with that feeling i think it achieved everything that it set out to achieve i think it achieved it well i'd be interested to see uh sorry to bother you is to see how that would translate for a more modern audience but yes i think it did exactly what it set out to do and i enjoyed it certainly some of those ads will stick with me for quite some time (laughs) the ads really do stand out don't they anything that you comes to mind i think sometimes especially the second full viewing it did sort of uh, go on a bit. I felt like there was a lot of repetition in sort of the visual gags and the slapstick sort of humour that went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a major negative, but half the time I don't know if there's a story there. And then there's a little <laughs> bit of a story and it's like, do you go full no story or full more story? I just yeah, mm. I It think sort of does chart the middle ground, doesn't it? Yeah, Very it, much. Yeah. And it has like a predetermined point where it's like the President of the United States is going to get angry at him. Mm. But uh, how that happens and what happens in the middle there is a bit up to it's like and there's moments like are they gonna like are they militarizing like I don't know what's going on there like, it's it's some weird stuff going on and then I'm like is he trying to set I'm like I'm trying to pick who are they trying to satirize like yeah. who is the president at that particular point in time that they're like oh yeah let's portray him like that or is it completely separate I. Yeah, I'm just some of that context yeah. is lost, and I also think. like the main guy who's the movie's named after, mm-hmm. uh, Swope. Is Swope. that it? Swope? Yeah, um, he's like the driving force behind it. But I could not tell you what he wants <laughs> or like what his goals are. Like, like I have an idea of like he's just like wants to run this business differently, and he doesn't want to do these certain things. But then just some of the like he just seems to be making these decisions and doing these, abusing his power still, even though he's it's, you're a genius, Swope. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. But yeah, I don't, he's the main character, and I'm still unsure of like what his what his uh, agenda was half the time. Particularly how it ended as well. So it's sort of like, uh, without getting into spoilers, it's like, was that his goal all along? <laughs> was that his plan? I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but you're not given an explanation to any sort of motivation 
of any of the characters. Are, well, I don't think anyone. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is not a film which unpacks the psychology of each of the characters. This is not this film. Um, yeah, just sort of, you sort of, you're grabbed by the collar and taken on this ride and you don't get off until they yeah. want you to get off. Um, and I think they, um, we'll probably move on to spoilers now, so mm-hmm. stop listening. Um, we're going to get into the movie a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think they do that right from the start. Like that whole like helicopter, like it's a build up and then they're like, then they immediately like throw it away and you're like, okay, I think I know what I'm in for now. It's like, okay, there's I shouldn't take anything too seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just a crazy movie. Don't be expecting that guy to come back. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um yeah, so the movie opens with that boardroom scene and like I I really I was captivated by that scene. Mm. That scene is fun to watch. And I was just thinking, like, it feels like almost like a standalone sketch. Like, you could just watch on YouTube as this is like a sketch. I was wondering if we were going to be there for the whole film. Yeah, and I was also wondering, like, is the whole film in this build room meeting? That Mm. could be interesting. Because it's extended. Like, it would Mm. last, I don't know, it felt like it lasted a good 10, 15. Yeah, it was longer than I thought Mm. it should be. But, like, it was super interesting and there was a lot going on. I really liked the boardroom scene. (laughs) Like, I couldn't tell you why, uh, but it also did have one of the first um, (laughs) repetition of lines. (laughs) I mean, it was like, uh, how many syllables, Mario? Yep. <laughs> how many syllables, Mario? How many syllables, Mario? As the guy's dead on the table. Uh, so, yes, you're getting a little sense of how absurd this yeah. fucking get. He can't hear you. <laughs> like saying he's no longer here. But yeah, I felt like, because that, that was like a, the way they did that scene was very interesting. Because it's like, it started out with like, oh yeah, we've got we've got a business meeting, some normal people, some absurd people. But then you start like everyone starts to like, sh- oh, oh, actually they've got a bit of sur- absurd in this way. And then you start to realize that, oh, it's not a room with a couple of absurd people. These are, this oh. is an absurd situation. And what's interesting and is we're starting Putney, to see it. Putney is like the lone sane voice on this board. And if you were to <laughs> tell me that by the end of the <laughs> film, it'd be like, what? Uh, but yes, Definitely, he's the lone one. He goes, no, we shouldn't be doing uh, war toys and alcohol and tobacco. We just shouldn't be doing those sorts of ads uh, because we need to be seen as upstanding corporate citizens. And you're like, okay, I like you. <laughs> uh, and then he gets elected by because everyone didn't, you know, by mistake, if you will. Uh, yeah, they didn't want to vote for their rival. Or mm-hmm. so. I don't know, it was super, but then my favorite thing is like, this is another thing I've heard about it, is like it, the idea of lingering on a shot. Or like carrying out for something. So there's the whole like, and they, I think it was really clever because they do the credits over it as well. But like they're read, they're pulling the names out of the hat, Pardon and me. they're reading his name. It's like he's, it's obvious he's won. <laughs> it's obvious, and they're just still going, just like Pardon reading me. the names. And I was like, love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going on too long, and I love it. It was a mistake, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll, <laughs> I'll die, I'll die protecting it. Protecting it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that whole boardroom scene is like. No matter where the movie goes, that's like, you can't really like, that. it's perfect. It's like its own little segment. Oh, yeah. And you knew what you were getting in for, I mm. think, after that scene. You're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm in for for the next, I don't know, two hours odd? I don't know how yeah. long it would go. Yeah. Um, but yes, very much so. But can we talk about some of the ads now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's deep dive into these ads. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to compute. Uh, I just had to yeah, shake out of it. I think so- with the ads, though, just before mm. we go into the mm. detail, what I like is finally this... This is what? This movie's 50 years old, and these ads actually seem refreshing. Like, <laughs> all the ads I see on YouTube just bore the crap out of me. But this, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, that serial ad or something like that. That's the thing is, serial like, ad was probably my favourite, to be perfectly I feel like honest. you know a good ad because you're, it, it immediately captures you. And, like, that's why, like, even in modern times, you know a good ad because you're like, I'm interested in this. And then these ones are just, like, <laughs> like they're, like, next level. But it's, like, I feel like there's a, there's some advertisers who do, like, absurd campaigns because it works it mm, captures mm. people's attention although well, like before let, we get it there's that yeah. one mar- remark that's like later on the movie it's like are you worried that people aren't going to go out and buy stuff because they're at home enjoying your ads because <laughs> they're so good and i like that idea it's like imagine making ads that are like they've got story and people are really into them but it means people aren't going out and buying the products they're seeing at home watching the ads nor are they <laughs> watching the show it's in the middle of the yeah. ads just i just, I just thought ads. that was like a really interesting like one-off line that had mm. this whole i'm like oh yeah that's super interesting <laughs> idea oh well like you know before we unpack the ads in this film just like i was just thinking just before what are like the quintessential australian ads and some of them are pretty batshit if we're being completely honest like i don't i know my own phone number and i know the phone number for the reading writing hotline (laughs) like you know (laughs) 
Uh, not happy, Jan. Yeah, not happy, not Jan. Happy Jan. Uh, you know, Ronda and Katut. Yeah, Ronda and Katut. The guy doing the flash dance at the first, to get a job at Carlton Draft, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. And then big ad. It's this a big, big ad. ad. Beer uh, ad's usually pretty. The tongue Heineken ad. Oh. That one scars oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. So real life advertising is pretty messed up as well. When this fictitious advertising, some of it was pretty like that cereal ad. I could see that running uh, today, <laughs> and I would buy that cereal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just like I I love it like s- surreal cereal or is that what it is? Yeah, ethereal, ethereal cereal. Great name. <laughs> I love rhymes. It. Yeah, I would buy that. Lucky Airlines. I wouldn't mind getting a ticket there. Well, yeah, particularly what's going on in that ad. See, um, I was see that ad. I was like interested because like, it, it right just went on right before on. they were like they're setting down. It's like oh, what's this for? It's for life. Like they have a life quick insurance. Over, what's life insurance? I was like, what's and I'm like, life? is this life insurance? And then they tr- suddenly transition it for the Lucky Airlines. And I was like, okay, <laughs> am I meant? To, is that a thing? They were like, we want you to think it's for life insurance. I was either that. It was just wild. Well, I was like. Where is the life insurance in this? I'm not understanding how a jumping castle. Also, not a snappy ad. It's a very long ad. Yeah, it's and the a longest lot of them just of the, yeah. around. And I'm like, that's but it does like hold your attention. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, it does hold your attention, yes. But it's a long ad. And I was like, oh, okay. And then suddenly a gun is pulled out in the middle. <laughs> yeah. of the, and it's like, okay, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I see what you did there. Um, and it's certainly memorable. Just the one that got me, and it got is, me. I was about to say, I think it might be my favorite word. Go, the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat an air conditioner. <laughs> you can't eat an air conditioner. Uh, it was so good. Oh, that was my favorite. I think that and the cereal. Um, well, yeah. But it's just like it's yeah. an ad for a fan. Is it implying you can eat the fan? <laughs> I don't And it's weird that, like, in this alley, there's a home, like a homeless guy lying by the. And then... we've been. It gave me. Um, we've been rewatching Friends, and there's like when um Phoebe does a video music video for Smelly Cat. I don't know if anyone's familiar with oh, that, yeah. but it really gave me that vibes <laughs> of when they did the music vibe. video for Smelly Cat. <laughs> it's in like an alley, and there's like smoke. It's <laughs> same, same vibe, same mm, mm, completely. Maybe <laughs> they were trying to do a homage. Maybe. Well, what about the ten? Oh well, the five second ad of the uh, person getting into the car, and then the car flips over, mm. and that's it. That goes to air, even on like, the protests <laughs> of the car, uh, company the car owner. Company. You can't. Put Who, that so on the, the air. car company owner has hold over the American president. Is that what's? Yeah. I think that's the most confusing part to me. Is the whole like American president deal? Like they just kind of throw you in, and they're like. Don't this, we're not going to explain it. This is how it is. Mm. You, you just have to go with it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, and what? he's like, I'm so glad I selected you. So obviously, this car guy has got some sway. Yeah, is can control American politics. There's that weird threesome. Uh, and a I, poor photographer. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, why is the American president wearing that white hat all the time? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it. It was like a weird, like, um, what is it? The it's like a safari hat. Yeah, safari like hat, or it's like. It reminds me of um, is it like UNICEF or the pit? They go over and they have white helmets on when they're yep. so they don't get so oh, it's yeah. immediately obvious. It's like they're not soldiers; they are. But he also had very little authority. Uh, remember when he's ordering his uh, driver drive. to drive, and he's like, you know, get a move on or something, and he's like, oh, say please, and he's like, no, get a move on. <laughs> it's like, oh, so. I- it, it really betrays like, the president and it's really inept. It's like, there's a moment where I'm like, is this a Russian accent? Are they <laughs> implying that the American president has a Russian accent? Which is like, wild. <laughs> I, just, I honestly have to do a bit more digging about what they were trying to get at with that. They're obviously trying something. Yeah, I, just, but I don't know if there is an answer oh, to I that. Know. I think it was just... <laughs> I think that was just pure absurdism. Mm -hmm. I think the main thing was that there was like a car company that has control over the president's way. I think that's the main point. Everything around that is just to throw your attention away from it. One of my favorite moments in the entire film is it's like, Mr. President, what's that up on the wall? And it's a, (laughs) a fish that he's mounted and it's like... The smallest fish. It's like not much bigger than a goldfish. And he's like, oh, put up a big fight. <laughs> and I mounted it on the wall. And it's like, they that... told me to throw it back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so insane. I also like, there's some good re- like reoccurring stuff, but there's mm-hmm. one of my favorites is this guy who's the bodyguard. He's always toting this gun. One of my favorite scenes, and this is very simple, is he goes to put his gun in his jacket and you just hear it fall to the floor. <laughs> very funny. And then also like the one time 
He needs, he needs it. Gun. He doesn't have it. It's a simple <laughs> joke, but it's very effective, especially when he's like searching, like there's a gun firing off and he's just searching all of his pockets very calmly, just like, where's my gun? <laughs> have I forgotten my guns? Now? I don't know. That, and he's that looking in someone else's suit yeah. and it's like, but then, you know, that's funny enough, but then the new bodyguard has to have his gun tied to his suspenders just yeah. in case. And then when he pulls that gun out, it's all wrapped up in this cord. <laughs> and <he's> just... <laughs> Yeah, very simple, but mm-hmm. it hit for me. I'm like, this is funny. Like, not like over the overtly funny, but very pleasing to me to see. And there was that bit at the start where the whole group, the whole uh, corporate group, they're walking down this alleyway to go to an ad filming production because they heard that it's yeah. running. And there's this one guy walking the other direction. They go out of their way to push him out of the way. Yeah, he's not even interrupting <laughs> them. He's just on the side and they walk and they push him. And it just. Holes the camera holds onto this guy just yeah. looking back like what has just happened. It's like because you're following them up until this point, but then it's almost like the push is like transition of character. They're yeah. walked off, and now we're what, following this guy who's just like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and honestly, after watching the film, that's how I feel. Like, sort of just, <laughs> what is going? On? I want to believe that was just a normal dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just going about his business, taking a shortcut to work or something. And it's just like, yeah, wow. So that we were talking about like the ads in the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's like actual ads but there's also that ad that they're going to stop which is not filmed yet but that was weird there was a lot going on in that ad he was talking about like his prostate and malignancy malignancy. yeah in his prostate and was like like in her like dress like snuzzling his face it was super weird there was hair removal and they're all in like victorian garb and but you can tell the ad didn't make the cut because it wasn't in color yeah well yeah exactly that's why it wasn't Um, good and I feel like they really like they hold off on showing you the ads because then that when that color comes in, you're always like, like I, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, this interesting, something different. Like you feel like you're you've got the movies, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know what's going on, and then they do that, and you're like, okay, oh. something different. I didn't expect this, which because the nice. first one's a serial one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the no moment. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're right. That that happens. And you're like, oh, oh. You sort of sit up and notice because you're like, oh, this is this is different. Uh, this is not what I was expecting. When by that point, yeah, you you think you understand what's going on with this film, but you really don't. So let's. I want to talk about something, and this is more to do. So the people here, this this. So he replaces everyone with um, African Americans for mm-hmm. the most part, and then there's like there's one like dressed as a cowboy. There's one dre- there's like a couple of different costumes. There's Go one on. who they refer to as the Arab, who is like dressed in like the headdress and he's got a cane and just some weird stuff going on. I, I sombrero. One yeah. Of yeah one of them is dressed the in the sombrero. Yeah, yeah. And they're the, in charge of guarding the money, which is in a big glass <laughs> tank for no explicable reason. There's a ladder to the tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did really like when they're just taking the money off everyone and throwing it over and had that repetitive sound. And they were just putting the money in and like passing them. Like it's something about passing something down a line. That's very funny to me. Yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about inappropriate, I don't know if it's inappropriateness. Oh, no. This is most definitely... I, I, my segue was very poor. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, I had a much better one in my head and it just didn't execute. Um, but, you know, little things like the Chinese businessman that comes oh, in. His, intro- his introduction <laughs> and the joke that is made there, you were like, whoa, can you actually... Can you? Did you just say that? I, yeah, I... And particularly then, what this is sixty nine, yeah. like I don't know. So they make a joke, or listeners, about Pearl Harbor, even though the yeah. uh, man is Chinese and not Japanese. And in nineteen sixty nine, I'm wondering how that would have actually gone down. Uh, I don't think very well. I don't. I don't know. It was. It was seemed very. Oh, just them yeah. throwing firecrackers yeah. was. I was like, this is coming insane. to the office throwing crackers. <laughs> he is my favorite character in this whole film. That whole scene with him explaining his new device, and then the ad concept that they come up with on the fly. Christopher Columbus beating up people, giving them fifty to, guineas for their <laughs> land. Nothing to do with this mouse trap, and then it just cuts to a mouse trap like. It's genius. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fire, like I didn't put it together that he was like firing everyone who had like the good ideas. I was like, okay, interesting. It's just random thread throughout. Is like everyone is like these are great ideas, and he's like, no, that was shit, and he fires them. But it's like they're the ideas that people like, I guess. All the guys he keeps it around long enough. I, I'm thinking of the one. Uh, I think he was the vice president in the boardroom at the very start. He's like, I want 22 weeks vacation a year. I want a company car. I want stock options. I want 10 percent of gross. And he goes, you are corrupt. <laughs> You're out in your ass. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, it's just so much in this movie. <laughs> there, is, there is. It's absurd and it's surreal and it's yeah. it's <laughs> listeners i'm sure you uh, appreciate uh just from this conversation just trying to keep track of this conversation how absurd this mm. film actually yeah this, we, this is, we're not jumping around a lot <laughs> no. it's just the movie's pretty out of whack i will say though like it felt it didn't necessarily like, it, it felt kind of long but i never it felt did. disengaged i felt like i was always engaged with the movie and wanting to know i'm like what's happening in this scene what's going on mm-hmm. here like I, I didn't get bored or lose attention. I was v- pretty engaged with what was happening on the screen, which is like, that's marks of a good movie. Mm. They, they had me. I'll give them that. It was very had- good at pulling you back as well. Like yeah. when scenes were going a bit too long, the next scene would be like, oh, okay, yeah. this is happening. Yep. And it'd be a very hard cut as well. It would literally just like cut into something yeah. and you're like, all right, yep, I'm here. Whatever. Wake up, where am I? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. I didn't feel a compulsion to look at the time to see how long it had been going at all. And I think that's a hallmark of a well-paced movie. And yeah, it does jump around a lot, so you do have to sort of pay attention. Um, and I think that does help it, because it did feel long, but I was never bored. I agree. I agree with that. Any final thoughts on the movie? Any Anything you're dying to talk about that you haven't mentioned yet? Oh, I just think it's the second most uh, batshit film that we've seen on this <laughs> podcast. So thank you very much. Well, that is, that is something to be proud of, Jonathan. Yeah, oh. it goes in the uh, in the hallmark of batshitness. I uh, think I, I really like. I actually like. It sure that Zach isn't here, but I also really like because I reckon he'd be really mad if he knew what he missed out on today. Oh yeah, he's he gonna be, be upset. Yes, so uh, I hope he listens to this and he's like realizes you need to get your free trial, Zach, <laughs> for Criterion Channel. We need a VPN as well. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think what I really liked about this film, and I don't think this was intentional whatsoever, Mm. but it sort of just shows that when you fall into positions of power and just how crazy things can become. Mm. And I just, I kind of like that. The journey that people go on and it's everybody in the film, you know, the newfound power, even at the start, uh, everyone trying to become the new director. It's just... It's very, it's, it's always been around like the idea of like power and how it changes people and what people will do to get it. But I think Mm. it's done in a way that, I think, as I mentioned before, it's not serious. No, it's, it's 100% not serious. No. And I feel like there's moments where it's like he's abusing his power, but he's doing it in a way that um, the other people wouldn't. So he feels it's... T- he's like, he's like, what would a normal person do in this situation? All right, I'm still going to abuse my power, but I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Which is like, that's an interesting take. Like, instead of doing something, you just... You were like, I'm abusing my power, but I'm going to do it in the exact opposite direction to what people are normally used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you are... You were really good at your job. You did a good ad. Um, instead of giving you lots of money, you're out. Get fired. <laughs> it's abuse of power, but not what you would expect. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think it comments on a little bit like society was in this moment of change in the you know 60s, uh, early 70s when this uh, film was about. And so I think it sort of comments on you know the absurdity even today. You look at you know the world and how it is and how it is quite absurd. And you look at this and you go, well, this mm. sort of absurdity has been around for a while. And this film was the uh, earliest known uh, use of shock advertising that I'm aware of. I'm sure it was much earlier use. But the <laughs> mm. uh, poster for the film was someone holding out their middle finger and the middle finger was replaced by a lady dancing. And most Love newspapers it. refused to print it. And the ones that did, they printed it once and they got a whole heap of, <laughs> you know, uh, criticism. And so they stopped printing it. And from that, it became very popular at the time. One way is, That's one way to get buzz. Like, yeah. It, oh, yeah. If people are saying we won't print it, people are talking about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you try and cancel something like that, people are like, well, I want to see what this whole thing's about. <laughs> uh, you're drawing attention to it in a way, if you just let it run yeah. and then it, yeah. Like what do you what do you think I can't see? That's oh, I'm right. gonna go, I'm see, gonna go it. see it. <laughs> Screw yeah. you. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yes. Um, well, that was the whole Snyder Cut situation, wasn't it? You can't see the Snyder Cut. You're keeping it from me. How dare you? <laughs> That's Release right. it. Release it. Um, yeah, I think I think it was really good, Zeb. And so thank you for bringing so, it on. Last question on this movie: mm. Do we recommend people go see it? <laughs> I hesitate. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. I'm very glad that I have seen it. Me too. I think some people would be turned off by looking at this film in a 2021 lens. I think, I think you got to hundred percent know, like we didn't know, but mm. we're like, this is it. This, we do watch movies randomly. We have an open mind. We're happy yes. to watch anything. Mm. I think not a lot of people are like that. 
So you've got to know what you're going in to watch. Yes, it's completely absurd. It's intended as satire. It's not intended to uh, and it's not offend. like the basic form of satire that some people are really used to. Like you know, I watch Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not that. No, it's, no, it's, it's a bit, bit older, a bit more layered and deeper than that. Yes, yes, I'd agree with that too. And it challenges conventions and stereotypes that were prevalent at that time and tries to unpack them and show them for how absurd they actually are. Um, So I think, yes, I would recommend it, but you need to go in with an open mind and realise that your value set or things that you find funny now don't necessarily correlate uh, back then. I think you put it very well, Alex. I would agree with that. Excellent. Well, We're on the well, same well page. Put. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good. That was completely off the see, flight. It's not, see, this is another thing. When Zach isn't here, Alex and I are always on the same page. That's no right. one disagrees with us. <laughs> we are 100% right 100% of the time. Oh, no. So uh, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Jonathan. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We loved having you on today. And now... Yes. Now we're moving into the part of the show where, so this is this was a fun watch, but now you get to tell us what you've been watching recently in like the last week or so in the last month. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure uh, a lot more in-depth cinema like this, obviously. Yeah. Well, and maybe some night, reality TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Partner Swoop. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess uh, I've just finished watching The Sopranos. So finally finished it. First, first watch through. First watch through. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, coming in a bit late on that one, uh, right as the uh, <laughs> Sorry, I haven't done it yet. prequel movie is about to be released. Uh, well, now oh, you'll be able to I, see it. It'll be fresh in your brain. Oh, yeah, I'll have to like... watch it over for the prequel movie. <laughs> I've seen the ending. That's the yeah. only part because, you know, I did, I did media and film in high school and university and they love talking about that ending. So I know how it ends, but I don't know how they got there. It's interesting. I've... No, so when I said I've watched it the first time, I've watched The Sopranos many times over, but I've always watched it through clips on YouTube. Yeah. So I've seen the whole series just on clips on YouTube, disjointed. This is my first uh, linear viewing. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'm doing. I've done that with The Wire, and I've just started The Wire. So <laughs> very different. When you watch a show as it's meant to be watched, you get very different sort of uh, it's, it's almost, information coming through. It's it. almost as if that's how it's designed to be watched. <laughs> <laughs> You know, those algorithms on YouTube are pretty powerful. It's like mm. when people... So there's people out there who I know and I spoke to them, I'm like, I think they're crazy. Is they're like, I watch movies in segments on my phone on the oh, train on no, the train to work. No. It's like, I start and pause whenever I'm like, no. no and like, no, no. on a re- if that's something you're re-watching, that's are you watching fine. a trip time? But like, first, first viewing? Mm. Are you insane? <laughs> uh, no. But what I'd be interested in asking, because I presume you sort of, you binged it, so you'd watch like two episodes or so at a time. Yeah. How do you think, because it was obviously designed to be watched week to week to week and you binge right through it, was it something that uh, you think you got more out of it or do you think things sort of stuck out to you like, oh, well, that would have been really painful to wait a whole week to find that answer out or anything like that? No? Yeah, I think uh, watching it week to week would have been a much better experience with this show because it is very much, every episode is very self-contained. There are ongoing themes that develop and grow throughout the show. But it, every episode you watch it, you could watch it as a standalone and go, cool, I've got that. You know, I might miss 5% of the references, but 95, I understand. Mm-hmm. So watching it uh, in the streaming context, it almost, if they were doing it again, I'm sure it would be a build up. Every episode would lean on the next episode and would build the next one up. So that was my biggest mm. take from it. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen the Spanish? I have, yes. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. Hopefully it's before okay. the prequel comes out. <laughs> I think it's the one thing that did surprise me, Sopranos, is how much of a family TV show it was. I was expecting a lot more gangster it's to come. It's about family. It is. It is all about family. It's like Fast this and Furious films. It's about family. It's about family. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is quite family focused. Anything else you've been watching that you'd like to mention or anything you think people should check out? Yeah, I also finished uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm a late one to that. If anyone hasn't seen it, they really should. That and mm-hmm. that is a show that only gets better okay. as the seasons go through. I've only life. seen. I'm similar to like you with how you. I've only seen random episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never watched all the way through. I should. The writing gets mm-hmm. a lot better as you go through. So slog it out for the first couple seasons. <laughs> it's one of those ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's Parks and Rec, is it? Uh, That's only yeah. one season at least. I know. Though. Yeah. The dumpster it's like fire. the American Office as well, that first mm, season. It was mm, excruciating. Sometimes they just find it, they need a little bit to get their footing. They do, they do. <laughs> and in this cruel world of streaming, you don't always get that go. You've got to go straight out of the gate. <laughs> and uh, because of what you're finishing Curb, we've started uh, Seinfeld. We're up to season five oh, yeah. of Seinfeld. Okay. Yep. It's been, I've known a lot of people, especially last year, 
didn't like them. They all rewatched Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're like, oh, you have to watch it. And we, we started the first episode and it was just like, started up with, and we were like, nah, not yeah. feeling it. Like, I feel like you've got to be in the mood. For yeah, it. That, and that first episode as well, that is a slog. That is, you've got to push through that. And they even reference that later in the series about how, how much of a slog it is. It, yeah, they go, the first episode of anything is really bad and they never write female characters correctly, which is, if you watch it again, it's just a perfect description of the first episode. <laughs> Love a bit of self-awareness. <laughs> oh, great. yeah. And the thing about Seinfeld, that's a show that I always thought, because I used to watch it on TV all the time as mm. random episodes. The show has so many references to past seasons, and that really surrises me. It's such so it's a rich... There's yeah. A, yeah, there's a real universe that they've the world. developed. Yeah. The Seinfeldverse. <laughs> Is there going to be any crossover? The S- STU. Seinfeld Television Universe. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm hearing is uh, it could go on another podcast on this network, uh, World Building on Seinfeld. <laughs> I'll let you talk Finn into that one. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I can convince Finn to do that, no. Um, if okay. there could be a crossover between different worlds, mm. what would the Seinfeld world cross into? Friends. Friends, you reckon? No, it's too basic. Yeah. You've got to go something <laughs> weird like yeah. Breaking Bad or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name. Uh, like Seinfeld has to go and like do a deal, like get into cooking. Well, he travels the country, you yeah. know, doing mm. stand-up comedy. Mm. <laughs> it's how he transports the myth. Uh, Hell, stored, even even just in the even Sopranos, he could do a deal with the mob. Who knows? <laughs> and that'd be a really nice juxtaposition, a real light-hearted TV show, mm. and a real heavy. <laughs> I love the concept of yeah, just like just like all of a sudden it's like two shows are in the same world, and it's like it's like. And this is like, because these are two lighthearted TV shows, but it's like random episodes, like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm. and New Girl, there's two episodes where there's like a mini crossover and he has to like steal her car or something. And it's just like very quick. And it's like, but it's fun. that And it's I, there. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But imagine that, but it's Breaking Bad <laughs> and Seinfeld. <laughs> like a lot of J.J. Uh, Abrams' TV shows have the same airline in them. So like the airline in Lost, the plane that crashes in Lost is the same airline as that in Alias and other shows, and you're like, well, that's all in one universe now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's that, almost as if parallel universes don't exist and they almost. wouldn't have the same planes different <laughs> parallel universes. Well, it's the same. No, it's the same brand. It's the Oceanic. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure Qantas exists in parallel universes nah, as well. Nah, nah. <laughs> Qantas is only this universe, baby. <laughs> Any other... astrophysics? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anything else you'd like to mention, or is that a... Is that a your hit list. That's my hit list at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. Some big hitters there. Big hitters. Yeah, I'm big finally hitters. catching up. My uh... my list is going to be very disappointing <laughs> compared to yours. <laughs> Zab's brought us some of the most acclaimed television shows of all time. What have you been watching? Morgan? Let's go you first, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me for last. It's going to be great. Uh, okay. Well, he's I, got a list here. I keep a list. I'm I'm compulsive like that. Me too. Uh, so yeah. I had a couple of days off this week. I was feeling a bit crook after my uh, COVID vaccination. So I binge watch. Oh, I, okay. I didn't binge. I watched the first Fast and Furious movie because I Hell hadn't yeah. seen any Hell of the Fast yeah. and Furious movies at all. So now uh, I'm and, the and only one. <laughs> How many of you have you only watched the first? I've one? only watched the first oh, come one. Come on, they're all on binge, baby. You I can know do it. they are all on binge. I didn't mind the first one. It's all right. It changes. Every movie's different. And I read that Tokyo Drift is somehow the sixth. Yeah. So chronologically, like, it's the th- no. Release order, it's the third movie, but chronologically it comes after six. I was very confused. I was like, okay. Which uh, is wild, because <laughs> you watch that movie, it's so dated. Uh, I watched... Uh, okay, I'm not a big Rick and Morty guy, but I decided to check out Solar Opposites. A few different people had recommended it to me on Disney+, Plus, and so it's the same creative team as Rick and Morty. And I actually really liked Solar Opposites. I thought it was quite uh, funny, but then again, I haven't seen Rick and Morty, so I can't compare um but i think it was a good You're time such a morty <laughs> am i <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. and uh i saw black widow as uh, did i oh did you yeah oh, did uh, you pray did you pay premier access or did you go to a cinema well, like I was a real in bed man and i couldn't get out of bed so i paid oh, premier access come on alex to watch it on my television on. screen if you're gonna give the money at least do it through hoyts or village <laughs> not like 30 dollars <laughs> straight to the disney vault all right that's that's how it was. It, was it thirty dollars? It was thirty-five dollars. I can't believe that's a thing. You pay for the subscription, and then you got to pay for the privilege. Well, to Amazon watch. does the same thing. Oh. Apple Plus does the same thing. Um, so I actually didn't 
mind. I actually quite liked Black Widow. I thought didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, and I liked that it had sort of an emotional undercurrent through it that I think a lot of the other films sort of were missing. Like I, in my head, I was comparing it to Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, both female yeah, 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 superhero yeah. films, and I feel like this had when more you emotion. compare it to Captain Marvel, it is it is an amazing movie. Oh, it is yes. like up there. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is so much better than Captain Marvel. That's is the it only better? Marvel film I've seen is Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, I can see. Well, then that's, I understand why you haven't watched any others. <laughs> um, but I did feel it sort of had to bend over backwards to fit into the timeline a little it, bit. So there's a couple of th- a lot of my issues with it are the some of the writing things that I felt like they were a bit lazy with a couple mm-hmm, of details, mm-hmm. and then like honestly, it they didn't ha- they had to bend over backwards, but they had a start point and they had an end point, and I still felt like it didn't work. <laughs> like it got to the end point, and she's like. This isn't a really big spoiler, but she's like kind of sets up where she's got to go to Endgame. But then I think about where we saw the characters previously. I'm like, that doesn't add up with what I thought was oh, happening. Yeah. And I was like, legit, you you knew where she had to end up and you still fucked it. Like mm-hmm. you still made me confused about the, the events that happens in between that and the next movie. And it pulled an old, uh, what my common uh, annoyance with Stephen Moffat's writing is that we'll build up to like a cliffhanger and then we'll cut. To like two weeks after the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, that was God, that was really good. How I got out of that. Everything it? about that ending was was kind of <laughs> like yeah, shit. I was just like, oh, I see. But yeah, I I think it was a fun movie. That the opening sequence oh. titles to this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, very very cool. Who knew that uh, smells like Teen Spirit could sound so haunting? Yeah, it's like oh, it was a very slow down cover. Mm. Uh, right, and yeah. um, this movie is like. I've been like, I was like, oh yeah, she's pretty good. But like Florence Pugh is like, I've always liked we're going to go watch Midsummer now because like I wasn't too, but I'm like, oh, what? I'm supporting my girl Florence now. But no, yeah, she was highlight, like mm. best part of that movie for me. And they're clearly setting her up to be mm. in future. I mean, you stayed after the credits, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. So they're clearly setting that up. See, I'm, see, this is the thing is like before the credits, they had this amazing tease for the next phase of Marvel. That was amazing. Got me super hyped. And then they had their post credit scene. And I'm like, don't care about this at all. <laughs> Don't don't care. Stop it. Stop like it. so, the the next phase is like all these cool movies. I'm like, okay, after that, maybe I'm not interested in uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Like, I'm not interested in any of that. You can uh, go back to Seinfeld. <laughs> Stay out of my MCU. Not interested. <laughs> you can take you and your purple hair and uh, leave. But yeah, I thought it was um, it was a good movie to come, a good Marvel movie to f- come back to cinema with. Mm, mm, I agree. It with smashed that. box yep. offers. They reported today. It's well, even really though well. I gave money directly to the Disney Corporation, I yeah. Well, well. You, you know what you're giving money to. You know the <laughs> the crime you're <laughs> you're oh, contributing dear. to. And it's the first time I've paid for a Premier Access film, and I haven't been disappointed. Really? How many times have you paid for a Premier Access I've been film? burned by Raya and The Last Dragon. I've been burned by Cruella. I've been burned by The Lion King. See, we've paid for it once and was burned <laughs> once because we paid for Milan. Oh, Milan. I paid <laughs> for that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our defense, it was Alana's birthday and we were locked down and we wanted to do something special. Mm. What was your excuse? <laughs> Family members, you go, I really want to watch Cruella. <laughs> it's like, okay. And finally, I watched uh, Luca. Which was not a premiere access. It is not. It was free. It was free. I and was like, oh. You know what? I probably would have paid for that. Yeah. I probably would have paid for that too. <laughs> uh, knowing my track record. Luca, or definitely... is it more commonly known, the gay mermaid movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, not part of it at all. But everyone has been like, I've, I I see what you did. I've been getting the vibes. And I'm like, I feel like everyone's just picking up what they want at this point. Yeah. It, it's there if you want it. Yeah. But it's certainly not overt. It's yeah. it's not canon. <laughs> no, it's not canon. It's head canon and it's not canon. Uh, and I feel like the characters are too young anyway to. I don't They're know. They're still exploring that, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked it. I Silencio liked... Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Love it. And with that, I'll be silent. <laughs> you don't have anything else? You don't uh, want to say anything about Luca? <laughs> I, I liked it. I just, yeah. I'm a little annoyed uh, how they, Disney in particular, like to. Pretend that they're being diverse without actually being diverse. You can't just throw Josh Gad into a film and say, oh, by the way, that character's gay. Or in Star Wars, you know, there's um, Admiral Holdo, by the way, she's a lesbian, without actually integrating it into the, you know, plot, this afterthought. J.K. Rowling does this as well with, you know, Dumbledore's gay, but, you know, we don't actually write about that anything in the books. This is me afterwards telling you, changing, you know. Somehow I think that's worse than just not having 
yeah. anything there in the beginning. And so in my head, I was comparing Luca to Mitchell's versus the Machines, uh, which is a Netflix animated show, which I thought I uh, not enough people have seen Mitchell's versus the Machines. If you want to know about Mitchell and the Machines, go read Alex's review on his Instagram. It's a very right. well it's a very well written review. <laughs> Cross promotion. Thanks, thanks for the uh, the setup there. <laughs> What's the handle? <laughs> At. <laughs> At Cinema Reviews Australia. Uh, we'll put a link in our bio. Uh, now, <laughs> um, so how that ha- that film handled diversity is how it should be done. Whereas Luca, I think people are reading into it without actually giving, you know, without them actually making it overt. Anyway, cool. that's my little gripe. I have one question for you before we move on. Yes. Um, has Bad Batch redeemed itself for you yet? or It's getting there. It's getting, getting there. there. Cool. That's Not all, quite. That's all I Not had quite. for you. <laughs> I think uh, the fact is that I'm a bit more heartwarmed because it's a longer season, so I feel like it, they realised they had to pad more, so I don't know. Well, when I realised that it was longer than what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was only going to be like, you know, yeah. six episodes. I was we'll like, find come out. on. <laughs> but no. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this podcast isn't going to end with a bang, but with a whimper, because my list is kind of <laughs> amp. There's one on there that's pretty heavyweight, uh, but so... We've been rewatching some of the Marvels. We watched Far From Home because I don't seen it once. And then I just put on Thor Ragnarok the other day because Taika, love Taika, cool dude. We watched Black Widow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, were you preparing to watch Black Widow? No. Going back? Okay. <laughs> we were just, I would have watched different movies. Uh, <laughs> but um, watched a lot of movie called Whip It, which mm-hmm. is uh, Drew Barrymore directed. She's in it and it's... Um, forgotten what they changed their name to uh umbrella academy elliot page elliot page, yeah, elliot oh, yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's about roller derby oh. and I, I didn't i had no expectations on was like i like this movie you'll like it and i actually it was pretty fun it was about roller derby and it was interesting mm-hmm. it's like a coming of age movie okay. almost but yeah good fun um also watched so i'd never seen it and fuck i loved it the grand budapest hotel Oh, you haven't seen it before. That is, that aesthetic is... It's so weird. Visually, like, it drinking it in, it is beautiful, that movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, Ralph Fiennes as just an interesting character. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because we just watched Far From Home, I was like, Flash from Far From Home is the (laughs) bellboy. Is Zero. And I was like, that movie is, oh, Mm. really enjoyed. Because we just... Well, we've been like scrolling on Netflix a lot and we're like, I can't find anything to watch. And then sometimes we go to Stan and then we find something. But I was like, you know what? Disney has all this stuff we've never looked at. Now they've added stuff. Yeah. So we went, I'm like, and it had like movies. And I'm like, I've actually been meaning to watch Grand Budapest. It popped up. Chuck it on. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then some TV shows been watching. <laughs> Here it gets a bit trashy. Uh, Out of Banks we've been watching on Netflix, which Out is of banks. It's like a teen treasure hunt movie Why uh, TV am I not show. Surprised? It's like set it feels kinda like I don't know exactly where, but like New Orleans. So like there's swamps and a bit of beach, but it's not New Orleans. I feel like it's California I don't know exactly where it is. <laughs> but like yeah, his dad went missing looking for treasure and they find a clue and go looking for the treasure. Isn't that the And Goonies? you know what? It's kinda like the first season of Riverdale when Riverdale was like bearable and, <laughs> and not shit. And now I'm like, yeah, it's a bit better than that. But the only other thing is they're like and they Every now and then, because you can forget about it, but every now and then they remind you that it's 16 year olds and the main guy, John B, he looks like 27 <laughs> and he's like ripped. And then every now and then they'll just drop that he's 16 and I will lose my shit. I'm like, he's not 16. 16. He's like almost like late 20s. Like it is insane. It's that American <laughs> thing where they all have to look super old. It's And Riverdale had to jump over backwards for that yeah. and do a big seven year time jump. To but yeah, even that, like Riverdale, they look young. He just, they're not even trying. He looks so old, but it is, it is trash, but it's fun trash, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone else watches, but uh, it's sad. BuzzFeed Unsolved is doing their final season. Oh. Um, it's on YouTube, but mm. I think some of it's on Prime. That's just a true crime show, but it's um Shane Madej and Ryan Bagara. Very mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. boys. They like to do, they do two shows that do Unsolved. True Crime and Supernatural is the ghost one. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a good fun. I think I prefer the Supernatural one, if I'm being completely it's, honest. It's definitely funnier because mm-hmm. one of them believes and the other one doesn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that's a bit of fun. And also the other thing is uh, continued been watching Loki still coming out week to week. And, indeed. Uh, getting indeed better every episode. I think so, yes. Richard, Richard E. Grant in the latest episode was amazing. So that was fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Mm, indeed, yes. And I... Don't quite know how they're going to wrap this up. Yeah, well, something I just got a post the other day that I read, and everyone's like, I don't know how they're going to wrap it up. And this person was like, remember, like so far their shows have been miniseries, mm. and then they were like, hey, this one's actually a show, so it's going to get a season one, a season two. So oh, they're like, be it? prepared oh, well. that it'll probably Not end on a answers, cliffhanger. Yeah. And I'm like, 
well, they've just been preparing me with these miniseries where it's all resolved in the end, and now mm. they're not going to do that? God damn it. Upsetting. Senator, do better. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nothing too much is going on. MasterChef finale, semifinals tonight. So. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Who I do am. you want to want? You seem like a Pete boy. I am a Pete boy all the way through. I love Pete, but Justin's comeback and his his attitude in the kitchen, he's just so joyous. He is, but I feel like Pete's earned his way. I feel like every time they yeah, go no, around to Pete's true. bench, he, he has they're like, you're doing what? There's some very strange <laughs> flavours, Pete. And he somehow pulls it out of the bag. You can now, unless you watch a passion about any reality TV, you can feel the Zach shoes of being disgusted by our reality TV discussion. Yeah, so I didn't know if I'd go disgusted or pretend that I'm on Team Pete. I just, uh... the, the correct answer is Team Pete. Zach normally leaves the room in disgust when we talk yeah. about reality TV. Zach, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that wraps it up once hmm. again. Uh, Thank you, Jonathan, yes. for coming on. Absolute pleasure. We know it's a lot of stress to pick a movie to try and impress Alex. He's really high. And, He's a stickler. Oh, that's right. And I think he did, Seb. So, uh... <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, I was I was looking forward to subjecting you to a film, and I hmm. think this is the right level of subjection. Well, listen, I wouldn't have gone out and sought this myself. No, so. no, no. That's for sure. well, well, the question is, will you be bringing it home to the family, Alex? Actually, I might. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'll. Uh... That's the true test. Yeah, the, the nourishers right. can be quite discerning when. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All through lockdown last year, it's like, oh my god, it's a Zach film. What the hell are we watching? <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you. It would have been a man short, mm. and you know, s- small shoes to fill, but you filled them and some. Mm. Thank you so much. <laughs> you may have had to kick out the soles, the soles of the shoes, but you you got it done. Yeah, my toes are poking out at the end. That's, <laughs> that's right. And um, thank you for listening, guys. Um, once again, uh, if you want to go check out Alex's reviews, he does review <laughs> movies at um, what is it, Cinema Reviews Australia that's on correct. Instagram. Yes, yes. That I always enjoy reading them; they're well written. Well, thank you. I, and I try. Uh, while you're over there, go check out our Instagram. You can see some fun, uh, some fun images of our faces, usually stuck onto stuff. <laughs> uh, by, by coming on this podcast, you agree to have that happen to you. By the way, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to it. I don't know if I can do it with this movie, actually. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.